Hello everybody, this is the House of Darkness. Welcome to a new episode of Jive Talk, where we're going to... I just came back from the movies, and guess what I went to go see? We all know what today is, so we know it came out. That's right, it's Sony's solo film of Eddie Brock, a.k.a. Venom. And we are going to... I'm going to do this. I'm going to doublehead this right now. This, this is how we're going to do this. Because there was a statement saying, and as you probably, if you heard my previous episode, you probably know what I'm talking about, where they're saying that Venom was Sony's Catwoman. So, to properly discuss this, it's going to be two things. It's going to not only be an initial review, but it's also going to be a Is It Worse Than Catwoman uh, episode. So, you guys are in for a treat. You're getting double the... the uh, the information here. So before, so in order for us to properly, properly do this, we need to discuss Catwoman, the movie. It came out in 2004. So for those who are not aware of Catwoman, Catwoman is a considered a fantasy action film that was done in 2004. It was directed by a guy named Pidoff. I didn't know that actually. Uh, and it's actually based off a Catwoman that was written by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. Yes, Bob Kane, the creator of Batman. Yes. So we're saying Catwoman from the DC universe. This is a Warner Brothers picture, also, by the way. Um, it starred Halle Berry, who played Patience Phillips, aka Catwoman, Benjamin Bratt, who is the love interest slash. Uh, detective uh, Sharon Stone was the main antagonist. Oh, excuse me, protagonist. No, yeah, antagonist. I said it right. Antagonist. Uh, Alex Borstein is the plucky, I like guys friend for Patient Phillips. And, you know, and I can go on about all the characters, but it came out in July of 2004. And it's it's literally and they made the budget was a hundred million dollar budget and it only made eighty two in the box office, and this is and it, this movie has been literally, uh, considered the worst. I almost say the worst movie because there are there are worse movies than this one, and I will get to that. So, like I said, Rotten Tomatoes gave an approval rating of nine percent, and it got a three point, and and which is really bad and it says Halle Berry said Halle this is what they said Halle Berry is the lone bright spot but even she can't say this laughable action thriller on Metacritic it gave they gave this movie a 27 out of 100 based on 35 credits saying that it was gen generally unfavorable reviews and it said in it's and so and it's on the list of I didn't realize this <laughs> it said that, I didn't know this actually. I just I'm just looking at it right now. It says that Roger Ebert, you know, Siskel and Ebert said this is on his list of most hated films. He said it gave little thought to providing Barry with a strong character story, supporting uh, characters or action sequences. Primary criticism came from the fact that the fact that they failed to give the audience a sense of what kind of character, what her character experienced as being Catwoman, but instead they re they just resorted to Halle Berry's beauty. Her sex appeal, her figure, her eyes, her lips, and you know, and the costume was to, and also extenuate that, and just it's more about the solo existence of her sexualized body as it goes through, through 
the the you know at night and not even fighting crime not even really you know what i mean so yeah and i have to agree i didn't this movie was not that great <laughs> I, and i remember going back it was i want to say six months ago maybe a little more a little more than six months ago it was on netflix and i don't know if it's still on netflix or not it, can't, it like popped back on the net i was like why is this on netflix so i was like you know what let me sit down and watch this again let me sit down and just pay attention to it again and see if as as bad as i remember oh my goodness this movie is so because there's scenes in this movie where they just don't make sense like I understand, like the, I understand that, like Patience Phillips is supposed to be this super shy, timid, like meek kind of character, and she's like a graphic artist and stuff like that, and who works for this huge like company that is ran by uh, Sharon Stone's character, and I forget one of the other guy's name, and I get that, and then the fact that she witnesses, uh, I can't remember if it was a murder. I can't remember. I know she finds out that there's that they're uh they're doing this super special skin cream and apparently it has like super super bad side effects. We're talking about like disfigurement and stuff like that. And she finds that out. And so they literally the guards chase her down and throw her down this like conduit pipe and she drowns and stuff like that. But at the in, in in the movie, she literally is brought back to life by a cat, and gives her these powers. And so she has like enhanced, she has enhanced senses, enhanced agility. You know what I mean? All you know, the typical things you expect from like, who's a good character that would have that? Uh, Cheetah, because if, for those who you know, no, in nineteen the night. The Wonder Woman 1984 movie will have Cheetah, and so she has power similar to Cheetah, you know, you know, minus like claws, like and stuff like that. But she has like enhanced reflexes, agility, like heightened senses and stuff like that. But the problem is she has like too much of like the characteristics of a cat. Like in the movie, one of the ladies she runs into who, who told her, you know, makes her realize that she's reborn with these powers, is like a super like like uh, expert in cats and like the Egyptian cats and stuff like that and the gods and stuff like that gives her this cat name and she goes nuts so there's a lot of these moments in the movie where she does like cat things like she starts playing with like a ball of yarn I mean like way over and let's look at you're like okay and and it's just it's just there's the stuff that they, she does in this movie like I don't understand what this has to do with you either seeking revenge fighting crime being a superhero like it's these dumb moment and like there's a scene where she's playing basketball with benjamin bratt's character who is i think his name is tom lone he's a detective so you see patient phillips and tom lone in the scene and she's like her booty's all up in the stuff i mean it's just this over the top scene and i just never understood what the whole point was if, if it was just to get them to, to like there was a better way for them to be attracted to each other i i literally i honestly honestly believe it it was just like the the and the fact that, like, Sharon Stone's character essentially was, like, almost, like, kind of like Luke Cage. Like, the skin cream gave her indestructible skin. But the problem was, if, if you watch the movie, indestructible skin doesn't mean you can take hits after hits after hits. And she was getting kicked through stuff. And, like, she was literally getting, like, drop kicked. And, like, and the character, and, like, apparently, 
it, like Patient Phillips wasn't like new Capoeira like by the end of this. Like she was doing some crazy like cool like martial legitimate martial arts stuff. But it was just it was just one of those moments where it didn't make sense why Sheriff Stone's character, whose name was what was her name, Laurel Hader, that's what it was, gets like these crazy like I don't care the I don't I'm not mad at the fact that she got like you know indestructible skin or like hard skin or like you know something like that. It was the fact that like it just made her indestructible in general. She's not Luke Cage. I, that's why I didn't understand. Luke Cage had like a more to him than just simply my skin's indestructible. He's he's got superhuman strength, superhuman agility. He's fast. He can regenerate. All these different things about him. Uh, Sharon Stone's character didn't have any of that. She just had her skin was hard as like not not even diamonds like marble. It was just ugh, it was just badly done and like it just I didn't I, I was like technically speaking the fight didn't even make sense. Like, you know, patience should have dropped, you know, this should have ended, this fight should have ended, like, the minute it started. But, like, that was literally the antagonist, was this, uh, skin care, because, uh, Sharon Stowe's character was a model, turned, like, you know, like, this mogul about, uh, cosmetics, and she was so obsessed with looking young, and that's why they had this super dangerous skin care cream and the fact that it was not it's supposed to reverse aging and that's why it was like super super had crazy like chemicals in it and it had really bad side effects but she didn't care she wanted it out there and she was using it and stuff like that and i think it probably made her insane too because who knows what chemicals she was using but it was just so it was done in such an ugly way and the fact they tried it and they gave her a whip and it was just like if she was not supposed to be based off of selena kyle you didn't why'd you give her a whip you know what I mean? And the costume itself didn't make sense. She's literally, because she had this, okay, so in the movie, for those who re- who've seen my video about this, you, you already know this, but for those who are listening to this for the first time and have maybe have not seen a 2004 movie, I'm explaining this to you. So there's a, she gets this outfit. It's like a costume or something that was, it was like a leather costume. And so she goes to the, she steals this necklace from a jewelry store. That she saw after she got, like, like she's seen it before she got her powers, and she'd seen it after, and she was determined to have it. And so she steals, like, this diamond necklace, and uses parts of it to make these claws on her gloves. Why she stole it, I have no idea. But the point is, it was like, she was, like, enamored with it. And so she ends up, like, fighting these, these she happens to end up these guys who are robbing the place, and she fights them, and ties them up. But then, like, she steals all these diamonds, because they're shiny, and stuff like that, and I guess cats steal stuff. I mean, I know my cat stole shoulder pads, but I, I, she, ne- she never stole, like, she stole shoulder pads and, like, rubber gloves, but she never stole, like, jewelry, so it made no sense to me. Point is, this character had no real motivation. Not really. It, it wasn't even revenge. It was just kind of, like, all over the place. It was just done really bad. Her stunt double was a man, by the way. They couldn't find somebody her size to do these hardcore stunts or teacher or that. Anyway, that's that's a behind the scenes stuff. It was just everything about this game was or the game. This movie was done in such a funky way, and it was like it was cheesy as mess. And the fact that they tried to like Warner Brothers tried to like deny that is that it was based off of that. It was like no, it's a different Catwoman. It's not like Selena Kyle. We won't even give her a whip. She's not even gonna have anything like Selena. You gave her a whip. That's Selena. So that was the whole thing. It was just badly done. I watched that movie again, and it was just like, ugh. And I like, and the fact is that like she took the costume that she had that was fully clothed, and like essentially tore it to pieces to where she's 
essentially wearing chaps and was half naked, you know, for the most part. Like the sleeves were all ripped up. I mean, it, it made I didn't understand, and I understand that in the movie, the these powers are, like were, were supposed to make her more confident, uh, more bold, a stronger character. But they done it in such a funky way, it like you it was laughable, and it was more it was more. It was more like a backhanded compliment than anything else. It was just, you know what I mean? It was just it was just done very bad. It, it was so bad. She looked better in her tracksuit than than the than the costume because there's a scene where she's escaping the jail so she can go fight Sharon Stone and she's in this like tracksuit. She looked great in that than the actual costume. I was just ugh, it was just and it was just it was just bad. It was just bad. So that movie I gave. I want to say two stars. My original review is two stars. Either either two or two point five. I think I gave it two stars. So that's what we based everything off of at this point about how bad movies are. Is two thousand and four Catwoman. We're not even gonna. I'm not even gonna use RoboCop three because there's stuff in RoboCop three that I actually kind of liked. Catwoman. There's not a lot in that movie I liked. <laughs> it was pretty bad. So that's what we base. That's you know when I do when I do is it worse than Captain? That's what I base off of two stars, two out of five stars, and and so like I said in my previous episode, Rotten Tomatoes gave Venom thirty percent, which is literally twenty one percent more than Catwoman ever got, and so let's let's get into it about about uh, Venom. Venom is officially a twenty eighteen Sony movie. Uh, I forgot that Todd McFarlane had a lot to create, in, a lot of influence in creating this character. But uh, it's a Todd McFarlane creation for the Spider-Man universe. And the host of the symbiote is Eddie Brock. For those who are not familiar who Eddie Brock is, he is essentially the... He, is he what we call him a rival of Peter Parker? Uh, yeah, I guess. But Eddie Brock was a San Francisco kid who went to ESU in New York for journalism. He ended up becoming, he became a journalist. He worked for the Daily Globe. And uh, I know, like in the cartoon series, they put him in the bugle, but he worked for the Daily Globe. And his goal was, he was exposing this guy as a very specific murderer. Uh, Spider-Man, however, exposed that that was not the right person. He, he actually brought in the right murderer. And so, because of it, and he, he wrote a whole paper on it, and it was a front page and all this stuff. It was a big deal, and ended up, it ended up being false. So, they had to write a, like one of those like retraction articles about this person, and here's the facts. And so, because of that, he lost his job, and because of that, he lost his wife. His wife left him. I think I explained this in a previous episode, and his dad, who's still alive, disowned him, even though him and his dad's relationship was, was off. And so, th- the funny part about this is that it, because of, he, he was put, and also in the mo- in the comic books, you end up finding out that he had adrenal cancer, and so because of that, he was dying. He was terminal. He was dying. So he went to this church because he, he he's a Catholic Catholic man, which they don't bring on the movie at all. He's actually a religious guy. He goes and he goes to pray for forgiveness because he actually wants to kill himself. And he in the same situation, he ends up going to the same church where Peter Parker goes to use the bell because the symbiote is sensitive to sound to rip off the symbiote because the symbiote feeds off us of, off of, uh anger and made him makes him do like crazy things and so when that happens the the symbiote actually finds eddie attaches himself realizes that eddie hates 
Spider-Man, Venom hates Spider-Man, and so no, excuse me, the symbiote symbiote's not named Venom until Eddie names himself Venom, and they become they become Venom, and so and then in the comic books they at one point were obsessed obsessed with seeking revenge against Spider-Man, and Eddie learns that Spider-Man was Peter Parker, and then you go from there. Now in this movie we have no we have no Spider-Man. Actually, we don't. And <laughs> all I, the way this movie is written, we don't have a real antagonist. Not really. Not really. And I figured I failed to do something. I was going to research something about Venom, and I was going to do it before I recorded, and I failed you guys. So we're gonna do it right now. We're doing it live. We're doing it live because I feel like. There's uh, we need to make sure that this happened or not. Because if it did happen, it'd be great. If it did not happen, I even if it did happen, I don't like it. It's <laughs> uh... him losing his mind. He went back to being a villain. Him dealing with cancer. See, and it's funny when you when I start reading about like in the story, he like he ends up becoming like different versions of the. He, I mean, he becomes anti venom. He becomes toxin. I mean, there's different things he's done in the comics, uh, but when it comes to symbiotes, but. Like, he was always Venom. And I'm trying to find a very specific thing that happened in to see if it actually existed. Because it de- it determines the plot of the movie. I'm not going to... Tell you what the actual. I told you we're doing this live. No, it's it. it, Well, at least it didn't happen. It didn't happen in Eddie's story arc. So. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut it cut to the chase on here real quick. I I need I forgot to check this before I started recording, so that's why we did that now. I apologize if there's little small moments of like silence. I wanted you guys to see that you know I do check on this stuff before I record most of the time I do, and when I and if I don't I apologize. So sometimes and I, so I just want to do it at this moment. Um, but as as for the movie, I'm gonna just say it right now. I it, I'm very conflicted with this movie because there's a lot of things about this movie I like and there's a lot of things I don't <laughs> and uh and I'm just saying this rule like right out the gate like his backstory Eddie's backstory they butchered they didn't even they like 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 they they they, they half told it but like not, not even half they gave you for the best part they gave you I mean he was still a journalist that's fine uh that I'm that the fact that they kept him as a journalist and you you see that in in the trailer that's perfectly fine, um, but like why he's living in San Francisco is like interesting and 
just like they made references to his life in New York, and I'm just like, really? I'm like, so you you what? So it like they they took a bit, but then the rest they just made up, and I'm just like, okay, you're killing me. So that bugged me a little bit. Um, how he got the symbiote was wrong at all as all get out. I just I hated that. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And I kind of I had an idea just like like I said from watching the trailers. That's how he got the suit, the venom. I keep saying suit, the symbiote. And yes, and that's how, and and that's pretty much how I predicted or predicted. That's how it seems in the movie. How he got the the symbiote. If anyone's watched the trailers, you'll know. I'm not even going to spoil it. How he got it. If you haven't seen the trailers at all, but so I it's just the plot. I'm just I'm just going to be honest. The plot is generic as mess. I and I look and I, it's just it's so it's so generic, and I just. I ugh, I just it was just like okay, all right, and I understand that without Spider-Man being part of this movie, his story is is going to be kind of off. Here's the thing: Venom's a cool character, but Venom needs other characters with him. He he's not a solo artist. He can't. He's not Beyonce. He can't just go out into like Coachella and like rock the house. He 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 needs other people with him. It just it just says how it works. Um, I do think the like how, when he got the symbiote, how he dealt with it was really cool, and it's very real. Uh, the interaction between himself and the symbiote, like, cause you know, it, the symbiote has its own, it's it's sentient, so it spoke to him, and you saw it in the in the, like the promos and stuff. That interaction is really good. I liked it, and the fact that Tom Hardy actually voiced the voiced the symbiote, he voiced Venom, was really good, and, and I thought it was perfect. Um. Yeah, I just think I uh, a lot of the scenes where he's fighting are really good. Like a lot of the scenes are when it comes to the suit and so I keep calling it the suit. The symbiote is because it's technically it does become a suit. It does become its own suit, but uh, it is really good. Um, yeah, I just think the antagonist was kind of like while right it was a cool like i i think him fighting a symbiote was uh the only thing you can really do at this moment in a, in a story because it without like i say without without spider-man there to be part of the reason why he fights it 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 kind of he doesn't have any real motivation you know what i mean and so i feel like you you cheat not cheapen but you don't give him much to work with. And so because of that, it, it just kind of like the like the story like the plot kind of fell fell flat a little bit. And you have to see, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, you have to see it. And the fact that they give him like why he like why what what the real issue was is really dumb. I feel and what's funny about it, I I think it's so funny that they 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 try to what am I trying to say they literally you know they're trying to promote that this is that Venom's an anti-hero he's not a hero like in all the promos it's like heroes are overrated but they wrote the story way they wrote the story they get they put them on a hero's path you know, they gave him, like, you know, they, they, you show his regular life, what he did as a regular life, and then you showed, then they showed how, what happened when he lost it, and then he was put in a situation where he had to make a decision, and then when he did make that decision, 
it gave him these abilities, and then he used these, you know, and, you know, granted, you have to watch the movie. It, it shows him dealing with it, but at the end, he uses them for good. So that's a hero's journey. <laughs> it really is. It's a hero's journey. And I just, I feel like that, that they, uh, they kind of like shot themselves in the foot trying to act like, oh no, he's an anti-hero. Now, now I'm just gonna say this, when we, and I talked about it in my previous episode. He is very much the lethal protector because while he did help people, how he did it was rough. I mean, he was jacking up fools, man. So yes, I yes I agree that he uh, he is a lethal protector. But to make him see like he's an anti-hero didn't fit, especially the way they wrote the story, because they wrote it to where you 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 liked Eddie and you felt for him, and then you, and then they also wrote it to where you liked Venom, the symbiote, and like their relationship. And I did, I liked the the relationship between Eddie and the symbiote. I really do. I think it, the way they did it was very smart, and I appreciate it. Like like the symbiote was a very interesting conscience because you know it's an alien. He's from a different planet. And he gets there, and like when stuff happens, he asks Eddie, "Like, why are you doing that?" You know what I mean? It doesn't happen a. It happens a, a bit in the movie. Like he was like, "Well, you know, do they?" You know, he finds out like Eddie's like has a couple of fears, and he like and, and, and he finds out about his feelings and stuff like that, and kind of like points him in a certain directions to be a certain way, and he kind of does. And you and you see the relationship between the symbiote and Eddie kind of develop in this movie, and I think it's kind of cool they did that because. I don't know if they, I, I've never, in all honesty, I didn't read a lot of Venom comic books. So if he did have that kind of uh, relationship with the symbiote where they did interact and they kind of built a relationship, they never, I've never read it. So the fact that they did it in his movie in such a way is very, very smart. And so you, it kind of gives you like a, like a buddy cop scenario. Like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, a lot of what Venom does is really cool, and it makes sense. Like he's like when he walks, he's a big, he's a big guy, and every time he jumps on stuff, he smashes things because he's big and heavy. He has no, he has no webbing because he's never adopted. He's never uh, adapted to what Spider-Man does because he never met him. That's why he doesn't have the big spider on his chest. I mean, so a lot of things were very like they had to do, you know, considering the fact that. Eddie Brock doesn't know who Peter Parker is, you know, and vice versa and stuff like that. So, uh, I do, and like the scene, the fight scene at the end, uh, while it was, uh, to me, to a certain degree, is a little messy, a little bit. It was still cool. Um, I like the way it ended, the movie ended, because it's kind of like, it was done smart. I think it was done smart. But I think, uh, this movie makes me, it bothers me, because it could have been so much more. And it wasn't for, I mean, I get it, property reasons, because, you know, Spider-Man's with MCU now, you know, Venom, Sony, it kind of makes it funky. But I, I feel like they, there's a there's a way they could have done as to where Spider-Man could have been in there. Even if it was, even if it wasn't through the whole movie, to some of it, something, I don't, I don't know, something. I just, I feel like it needed that. Spider-Man needed that movie, needed to be in the movie in order to make this good. And I think that's why they added a bunch of symbiotes into the movie because they needed something. They needed something there. Now, I'm not going to spoil it about the whole thing about the symbiotes. You're going to have to see it yourself. I think some of the things about the symbiotes disappointed me a little bit because I was expecting something else with it, and it gave me... 
I had an expectation, and he went something different with it, and that's why I'm like, mm. and if it wasn't, there's a lot of redeeming qualities in this movie. This movie doesn't have doesn't deserve to be called you know Marvel's or Sony's Catwoman because they, we didn't get lied to. We know it's Venom. We know it's Eddie Brock. Those are facts. And the fact that he looks just like the Venom, he looks like Venom, and he looks good. Every, I, I kid you not, the whole time, anytime it was Eddie and Venom, and Venom, and, and it, I enjoyed those scenes. I enjoyed it so much. So there's a lot of redeeming stuff there, and there's they have a foundation to work with. They have an established relationship between Eddie and Venom and what they could do together and stuff like that. And so I can see... I can see a sequel coming out with this, coming out for this, and you know, see, and I, I can see it work. I see it working very well because it's done in such a smart way. Even though, like, maybe this, I think this time they just wanted to see how successful they can be. I think they have really good ideas coming up in in the future. I feel like they know what they're gonna do. I feel like they know what they're gonna do with the sequels, and assuming there's like more than one. I know for sure they have a sequel, an idea for a sequel in mind, and we all kind of have an idea what it is. But I feel like I think they know what to do. I think these one they they just wanted to establish a foundation with the character, and then they went from there. Uh, I I think that's what it is, in all honesty, and I'm okay with that. Uh, so in House of Darkness fashion, and in is it worse than Catwoman fashion? We're gonna do two things. Is this movie? 2018 Sony Venom worse than Catwoman. And I'm going to say not in the least. It's way better than Catwoman because we, you know, while we didn't get everything we wanted from Venom, we got Venom. Oh, we so did. We so got Venom. We, we definitely did. We got him, we got him, we got him. And he's really cool and he looks good and he's gross and he's funny and his interaction, like I said, his interaction with Eddie's great. Uh, like I said, like I feel like they know what to it, it, they do next time around. There's there's a little bit of issues I have like some with some of the fighting with Venom. Some of it I get, I get why, but I I feel like there's a, there's a way to go and they're gonna do a good job. And there's there's a couple of scenes that they did were very smart of very specific appearances. I'm gonna leave it at that. And I thought they were very, done very well, and I'm very happy they did that. And so that's why this movie is it's it's up there with the three I say three out of five stars. This movie deserves three out of five. You know what would have gave it a four if, it, if Spider Man was in it? I'm dead serious. If Spider Man was in it, and if they didn't like butcher his backstory, this movie would have had. If if they say like this, we'll put it like this. If they had if the movie didn't if the movie didn't have Spider Man, but it had a better plot and they didn't jack up his backstory as much as they did, I give it a three point five. Uh. But if Spider-Man was in it and it was done well like that, if they and that was accurate, it would have been three point. It would have been four onto like maybe four point five because that would have sold it that much more. And so I just, I just, that's my, that's my take on the movie. I think it's done. He's not an anti-hero. Like Catwoman was trying to, well, they're, they're going to try to make her an anti-hero. She's not an anti-hero. She wasn't even a good hero. Uh, Venom's not an anti-hero. Not the way they wrote it. He's actually going to be a hero. He's a, he's the lead protector. But he's still a hero because he's doing heroic things, and you and and by choice, he's not okay. It, it's it's because there were decisions that were made by both parties, and so the, you know it, it's it's better. It's more than that, you know what I mean. So they've it's more. It is a hero story, and he's on the path of the hero, and so that's like he no. It's a hero's movie. 
And so that's why I say that. So let me know what you guys think. I do. I say go see this movie. We need to see this movie. I'm going to own this movie when it comes out. And if they do come out with a sequel, which I really do hope they do, and I, and I hope that they do well with the potential that they have for a sequel, and even the potential they have for a crossover is there. It's so big. It's there because the fact that they reference – the, you know the Daily Globe means they reference New York, so the no, so the fact that there is a possibility he could literally go to New York, and it says, and he says he's got a new job, you know, in 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 the movie, but he doesn't say where, so it leaves it open to anything happening in the movie. So I've just, I just, you guys got to see it, and be and stay for. There's two uh, after credit. There's a mid credit and there's an after credit. The mid credit's more important than the after. The after is pretty good. But the mint ones is very important for a potential sequel. So that is my take on Venom. And take it at that. Like I said, go see that movie. Support it. It deserves some support. I think I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to get this. I don't, I, I don't care what critics say. I went and saw the movie. And while I am torn because there's things they did I wish they didn't do. And there's things they did I wish they did do that they didn't do. If that made any sense. And uh, but it still makes it for a good movie, entertaining movie. Took my, took my wife; she loved it. From she loved it. She thinks Tom Hardy's perfect as Eddie Brock. I I, I won't argue with her on that because that's that's she she likes Tom Hardy. But he did do a good job. I think Tom Hardy did a good did a very good job. You know, and especially because he played pretty much both characters. Now, granted, he didn't do the motion capture for Venom. They actually got a seven foot like basketball player to do all the movements and stuff because Venom is like gigantic. So the and the fact that they did that, they made sure that he was gigantic and big and muscular and heavy and just like that is so smart because that's what he is in the comics. That man that is gigantic. So it's smart. I think it's really good that they did that. And I think uh Tom did a really good job playing uh Eddie Brock. And so I just I want them to, I want them to succeed. I want them to go further. I want them to grow from this. Like I said, the foundation has been set. Just build on it. Build on it and grow. Fix some of the mistakes. Like some of there's some there's a little bit of the CG work and some of the fight is is, is a little messy to me personally. And you know, it's a little bit hard to follow, like especially at the end. But I think this movie's really good. And I, like I said, there's a sequel. At least at least a second movie. If the, the third one has to be crossover. Or actually, make the second one crossover, right? You know, honestly, <laughs> if they're doing what they're doing, the second one should be crossover. The third one could be whatever it wants, if it even gets to a third movie. But like I said, three out of five stars. It's much better, way, way better than Catwoman. I will, I will personally arm wrestle every person that says that movie is just as bad as Catwoman. I will personally do it myself, even if I lose that arm wrestling match. I just said I will arm wrestle you. I didn't say I would win. I just said I will arm wrestle you because I disagree. And anyone who says otherwise, meet me at, like, oodles and noodles. I know that's not a real place. And I'll sit there with my arm out, ready to arm wrestle. I do curls. So I'll, I'm kind of have some strength. I don't, I don't arm wrestle often. So let's go. <laughs> so once again, this is just a House of Darkness with my initial review for Jive Talk and my response to Is It Worse Than Catwoman? Double header episode for you. Uh, you guys go, like I said, go out there and watch that movie. It's gonna be, it's good. Enjoy it. Take your friends. Tom Hardy did a good job. All right, House of Darkness here. You guys have a good one.